0: Entrepreneur on Fire 1,055.
1: Stop selling lots of things to a few people. Instead, sell a few things to a lot of people.
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you subscribed to our Fire Nation newsletter? Why the heck not? Text EO Fire to 33444. That's EO fire, all one word, no spaces to 33444 and you'll receive value bombs galore. Ignite. Your branding is the face of your business. Make a great impression with creative professional designs from 99designs. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade free. As a business owner, your company is only as good as the people you hire. ZipRecruiter can help, and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Light that spark, Fire Nation. John Lee is here, and I am fired up. To bring you our featured guest today, John Warlow. John, are you prepared to ignite? I am indeed. Yes. John is the creator of the Value Builder System, a statistically proven methodology for improving a company's value by up to 71%. He's also the author of The Automatic Customer, Creating a Subscription Business in Any Industry and Built to Sell, Creating a Business that Can Thrive Without You. All right, John, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life.
1: Yeah, sure. So I mean, I'm busy with two kids and and a spouse and a wife. So uh, personally, lots of lots going on. But professionally, we help companies, uh, you know, build their value over time. So as I mentioned in the intro, we help companies uh, grow the value of their company by up to 71%. So that's what I do uh, professionally.
0: Well, John, we're entrepreneurs and Fire Nation are entrepreneurs, small business owners, sidepreneurs, and one thing we're all in common, we all have in common, are we're looking to create viable businesses, and that means we got to generate revenue. So how do you, John Warlow, generate revenue?
1: Yeah, so I mean, we license our platform to advisors, business coaches, and consultants who then in turn offer our our solution, our methodology to business owners. So we, we license it to professional advisors. We've got thousands of advisors around the world who license our platform and then uh, they pay us a subscription fee every month to do that.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Fire Nation, there's a lot of ways you can look at the monetization streams. You know, diversification is a good one. And when you have thousands of clients, that in and of itself is diversification. And John, we're all about the stories here. You know, we're all about your story, and specifically your journey as an entrepreneur, and you've had some great times. You've had some not so great times. But take a minute and talk to us, Fire Nation, about what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. Down to the ground level, take us there.
1: It comes to mind was that when I was uh, running my last research company. We had uh, I had a meeting with American Express, and we had this is the first meeting we had. And I was in Toronto, the, the president of American Express Open was in New York City. And so I arrived at the airport. And of course, the night before the meeting, and of course, all the planes coming in and out of New York were 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 jammed because of the uh, the, the uh, major thunderstorm that was going on in the area. Mm. So I couldn't get into, into New York. And, and so I asked about Hartford, Boston, I figured I'd take a train down, but I couldn't get into New York at all. So I walked out of the airport, and flagged a taxi, and I spent all night in a taxi in the back of a taxi, and so about four or five in the morning, I'm you know maybe three quarters away from Toronto New York, and I can hear the tires of the taxi. Hitting, you know, the the the, uh, the side of the of the uh, of the road where they put those ridges in the road to to wake up the truck drivers, and I look up and the taxi driver's falling asleep, and so I, I, uh, I get in the uh, I get him to pull over, and I eventually convince him to let me drive the taxi into New York City. So <laughs> I drive the last probably two hundred miles into New York. I get to uh, the office about eight thirty, meetings at nine o'clock, and I remember this overwhelming sense of of two things. One was. Just tremendous satisfaction that we'd actually got there, you know, over this crazy 10, 11 hour drive. Uh, but then a sense of, of kind of despair, frankly, because I was, uh, you know, I was at the point in my business where perhaps some of your listeners can empathize with, you know, it, the business was dependent on me personally. And we, that's why I had to go to New York and I had to get in a taxi and spend all night. To do that, and I and I and it was just a business was really dependent on me, and I, and I realized that in that moment, and uh, you know it was a really tough realization for me. Even though we we scaled it up to a good sized business, it was still pretty dependent on me personally. What was the taxi bill? $1,300. Okay. And I didn't even get a discount, John, for driving half the way. <laughs> Can you believe that? I cannot believe
0: that. But I'll tell you, that guy probably did not pick up a fare from New York back to Toronto.
1: I'm guessing not. No, I'm <laughs> guessing
0: not. <laughs> So, I mean, Fire Nation, there are so many takeaways here. I mean, number one that I get on the on the positive side is you have to do whatever it takes to succeed. When you're starting off in your entrepreneurial journey, you do have to be, you know, the the cat of all trades. You do need to be able to wear a lot of different hats because you are the business when you start. I mean, I think back to day one of EO Fire, I was doing everything that, that came, all the production, all the social, everything. And that's just how it had to be. But you also need to say, hey, what's the game plan for growing here? You you know, you don't want to always be having to jump in a taxi and drive, you know, the 11 hours to New York City, you know, whatever that might mean for you, because that's just not how you're going to sustain a viable business, or it's not gonna be the kind of life that you want to live. So John figured it out. That's my big takeaway, John. And I'd love to have you, you know, the person who experienced the story kind of give us Fire Nation the wrap up. I mean, like, what's the one takeaway that you really want to make sure that we get?
1: Well, I mean, for your business to be valuable, it's, it's really got to be able to succeed without you personally calling the shots. I learned that one. Uh, I went after that trip to New York, John, the postscript is I went to see a guy named Perry Miele and Perry Miele runs a mergers and acquisitions firm. And I said, you know what, Perry, I'm done with this business. It's too, you know, it's, it's, it, it was successful. We, you know, we, we had lots of revenue, lots of customers, all these blue chip clients. But I said, you know, if 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 it means me getting a taxi, you know, to to go to New York, I'm I'm not I'm not running this business anymore. I have, you know I've got other things to do. So, I went to this guy Perry, who's an M A guy, and I said, you know, what's it worth? And he said, well, you know, I can probably give you a sense of what it's worth, but let me ask you two questions first. And I said, sure, fire, fire away. And he said, uh, number one. You're in the research business, right? And I said, yep. And he said, okay, uh, well, who does the research? And I said, well, uh, you know, I, I'm involved in some of it, you know. Uh, he said, okay, question number two, who does the selling? And I said, well, those are my sales guys. And then he peered over his glasses at me and he paused for two or three seconds and he said, John didn't you just come back from New York, taking a taxi all the way from New York? Like, are you sure you're not personally involved in doing the selling? <laughs> and I said, okay, sure. I guess I'm involved in doing the selling. He said, well, that's fine, you know, because I can't sell your business. It's, it's worthless. Ugh. And, you know, to hear that, even, even though we had... Like lots of revenue, employees, you know, blue chip customers to hear that it was worthless in his eyes was just a a huge uh, hit. So that was uh, that was tough to hear. But, you know, in in Perry's defense, it uh, it was the inspiration for me to make some changes in my business that ultimately uh, made it sellable over time.
0: Such an important takeaway, Fire Nation. We need to know right now what type of business are we looking to build? One that, you know, is potentially sellable at a certain point in the future, one that we can take a step back from and it can still keep moving forward like a well-oiled machine. Now, John, let's talk about another story. This one's gonna be an epiphany, an aha moment that you've had, and you've had a lot. But now you know the audience a little bit. You know, we are these entrepreneurs, nitty gritty, persevering, trying to get the things off the grounds. What's an aha moment that you've had that you think is going to resonate with our listeners? And again, really take us to that moment in time that you had that idea.
1: Well, it actually goes back to the same office where I met with Perry. And I said, you know, so he says, you know, it's worthless. And I said, okay, uh, well, help me make it worth something. What do I need to do? And he said, well, you've got to create some recurring revenue and some, and some of this business that can kind of go beyond just you personally being involved in everything. I said, well, tell me more. And he said, you're right now selling lots of things to a few customers. And at the time, we were a classic services company. We were selling lots of different services. So we would do focus groups, quantitative market research, in-depth interviews, you know, desk research. We did a bunch of different things. And truth be told, we did all of them you know, pretty well. Not great, pretty well. But we had a few customers. And he said, you know, that's the definition of an unsellable business. What you really need to do is stop selling lots of things to a few people. Instead, sell a few things to a lot of people. And when I say those things, even when I say them out loud now, they sound like the same statement. But they're actually diametrically opposite. A lot of people go up and they sell lots of things to a few people. And to make your business more valuable, scalable, so you can teach it to employees, you can create a subscription model to it, so you can actually scale it up, what you really need to think about is selling a few things to a lot of people. And I spent you know, days after that meeting brainstorming, how do I rejig this business so that it, it's focused on just a few things? We ultimately use this trifecta of scale model that I, that I, that I've spent some time on, which, which scrutinizes all your products and services, basically categorizes them all on the degree to which they are teachable to employees, valuable to customers, and repeatable, TVR. And so it's through that lens that you can put all the products and services that you sell and it's really identifying the ones that score the highest in aggregate, that are teachable to employees, valuable to customers, and repeatable. It's when you identify the ones that are highest in aggregate, that you know you found something that could scale. And again, the, the, the key is focusing on selling fewer things to lots of people.
0: Trifecta of scale. I love that. And Fire Nation, this is probably one of those rewindables where you go through it a couple times because John just said a lot of things in just a few sentences. And I do love that one phrase sell a few things to a lot of people. So sit back, Fire Nation, and what's really working in your business? You know, going back to that 80 20 rule, you know, what's the 20 that's really working? Maybe those are going to be your few things. Why not just forget about the rest and really dive into that? And again, John, you did a great sum up there at the end, but just what's that one takeaway that you really want to make sure Fire Nation gets from that epiphany that you had?
1: There's a cost to doing too many things. And many people will say, well, you know, I get revenue from all these things. I I sell 19 different products and services because I get revenue from all 19 different products and services. But the the hidden cost of selling 19 different things is that you can't train an employee to deliver 19 different things. And tr- employees really thrive on repetition, right? We all thrive on being able to do things again and again and again. You've become such a great interviewer because you've done more than a 1,000 interviews. <laughs> we all thrive on repetition. And employees are no different. And so if you're asking to do 19 different different products and services, guess what? They're probably really good at selling and delivering three of them. And the others, the other 16, they're probably just okay at. And so there's a hidden cost for doing too many things. And yes, you may be getting revenue, but at the same time, you may be putting a ceiling on your growth because when your employees get stuck, who do they come to? They come to you, the entrepreneur. And as soon as they're coming to you, there's a ceiling beyond which you just can't grow.
0: You know, somebody who just started a podcast that I haven't listened to yet, but I'm looking forward to, but I think it really echoes what you just said, John. Jack Welch just launched a podcast. And his book's epic. And he said, when he took over GE, you know, he said, hey, if we can't be number one or number two in any given product category, we're out. Like, we're out. I'm not wasting my time being number 10 or 15 or 20. We're out of there. And so he came in and just wiped things off the table. And Steve Jobs did the exact same thing when he came back to Apple for the second time. And that's so critical to really walk away with Fire Nation you want to really figure out your thing or a couple things. Now, John, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur?
1: Complexity. So as soon as as things get overly complex, I shut down. I get frustrated. I start, you know, making comments I shouldn't make, and so <laughs> and so I, I get I get really frustrated with complexity. And and I just, I can't, I, I'm not one of those people. Like I think Elon Musk, if you put Elon Musk in a room and you give him a really complex challenge, he could just plow through it and, and sit there for hours and hours and hours working through it, thinking about it from different angles. I just blow up. I just, my, my brain is just not big enough. I just don't have the horsepower to think about something really complex. I need things very sort of bucketed, simple. It's probably why, you know, for me, I've started and exited five companies, but none of them have been more than 10 million in annual sales. Um, anything that gets bigger than that with more employees and, and more moving parts, I just blow up.
0: That's interesting. And I will say that, you know, my response whenever I feel like things are getting a little too complex in my business, it's, it's, I always go to my team or I go to growing my team to bring people in to really kind of take over those areas that are starting to kind of create that overwhelm in my mind. So I think team can be great here and building the right one is critical. Now, John, what's your biggest strength?
1: I guess it's somewhat related to to my biggest weakness. I think I have somewhat of an ability to distill reasonably complex thoughts into relatively simple ideas. So I miss a lot of the, the nuance and the detail. And people who are super detail-oriented get really frustrated with dealing with me because I'm like... Okay. Stop saying all the details. What you're really saying is X. <laughs> or is this a little bit like, and I'll, I'll use an analogy to try to distill what is a very complicated thing. And so for me, if I'm working with someone that's really detail oriented, we're going to be like, like sandpaper, uh, cause they're forever going to want to tell me every last minute detail of some product they're working on or project they're working on. And, and I, I want the, the sort of mountaintops. I want the 30,000 feet. Just, just give it to me in an analogy that I can understand.
0: Well, John, you do have a lot of awesome things going on right now, but share with us, what's the thing that you're most fired up about today?
1: So we've recently done some research. We've had 17,000 users now go through the Value Builder system and we've discovered, yeah, it's pretty cool. So we've discovered that the... Those businesses, on average, get offers for their companies when they go to sell them of 3.5 times pre-tax profit, which frankly, John, is pretty low. It's pretty crappy. But what's interesting is when we isolate the people who get 80 or greater out of a possible 100 on the value builder score questionnaire, which is our first step in the 12-step process, those businesses are getting offers that are 71% higher. And so what that does is gives us the quantitative proof to say, if you do these 12 things, you're going to improve the value of your company. And, and that's because it's such a big sample size, we can feel really confident in that. And that, that's, that's getting me pretty charged up.
0: Well, Fire Nation, I'm pretty charged up because we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. As a business owner, your company is only as good as the people you hire, but quality candidates are hard to find, but not when you use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter allows you to post to 100 plus job sites, plus they have an incredibly easy to use interface where you can watch new candidates roll in within just 24 hours. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, businesses just like the one Dan runs. Here's what Dan had to say about ZipRecruiter. The hardest part about running a business when you need to hire is that you have to spend extra time recruiting while you're short-staffed. But with ZipRecruiter, I've gotten quality candidates within 24 hours of posting a job. ZipRecruiter's website makes this process so much faster by letting me manage candidates in one place. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. One more time to try ZipRecruiter for free, visit ziprecruiter.com slash fire is your logo working to promote your business or is it lagging behind our friends at 99designs let me know that like floppy disks and rotary dial phones some logos can't keep up with the times I often check to make sure my logo feels professional and relevant as tech innovations develop. Maybe you rolled up your sleeves to create a DIY first logo, but now you can afford a professional upgrade. Or maybe your logo was designed on outdated tech. Don't worry about churning out new logos to fit every design trend, but if your old logo doesn't work across key platforms, retire it. Test your logo across different forms of media. Does it look outdated online? Is it blurry or busy when shrunk to thumbnail size for social media avatars? If you're looking for a new logo without busting your budget, 99designs is the solution you've been looking for. For a free $99 upgrade on your first design, visit 99designs.com slash fire. John, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am, course, <laughs> What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Probably growing up in a household without entrepreneurs. It was just not something that I thought about. Uh, it wasn't in our lexicon in our household. It wasn't a dinner table conversation. So when I got out of university, it was like, okay, what big company can I go work for? And uh, I did that for a year, and, and that was probably holding me back as just my own sort of frame of reference of what, uh, what other jobs are out there.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: There's a quote that I can remember. I I remember it from the guy who started College Pro Painters, which you may or may not know is a large franchise organization. And I was asking him about what's life like as an entrepreneur. And he said, you know, my best advice is don't get don't get so high on the highs and low on the lows. Entrepreneurship is a roller coaster, and if you get too ramped up when things are going well and too down in the doldrums when things are going bad badly, uh, it can really make life difficult. And so, just kind of take the edge off both of those, uh, you know, peaks, if you will, and valleys. And just kind of stay moderated when it gets really good. You know, there's, it's not that good. (laughs) There's still problems. And then when it gets really bad, know that it's not that bad. And that, that, quote has always stuck with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's never as good as it seems, but it's also never as bad as it seems. And John, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: One big rock every morning. So I'm a big Stephen Covey fan. So before I do the email and everything else, there's one project. Hopefully it's something creative. My brain, I, I, can, I can do creative stuff. I can write for about an hour, after which I, I blow up. Like by this time <laughs> in the afternoon, I'm, we're doing this at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm, I'm a basket case. I can hardly <laughs> put two words together. But in the morning, on eight hours of fresh sleep, you know, I can, I can punch out about an hour's worth of creative thought. So that's when I try to do the big stuff. Huge. Do you have an internet resource like
0: Evernote you can share with our listeners?
1: It's not that sexy or not that new, but I'm a big fan of Eventbrite. And the reason I really like it, Eventbrite allows you to manage events both online and and offline. But what I really like about Eventbrite is it actually integrates into a lot of websites. And so we have a, a website where we've actually integrated the platform. So people never have to leave our site to book an event that we're running. And I think that's a, it's a pretty slick integration and it looks really sharp, and it makes our, makes us look way bigger. Like we're punching way above our weight <laughs> using that. So it's kind of cool.
0: Love that. Well, Fire Nation, The Automatic Customer, built to sell two books that I've read. I'm actually rereading The Automatic Customer as we speak. That a boy? Yeah, thank you. Well, Love there's a lot, a lot of great stuff in there. <laughs> now, those are going to be two books on the bookshelves of most people in Fire Nation, John, but if you could recommend one other book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: I'm a huge fan of Bo Burlingham. Anything that he's written, I love to consume. Um, he, the best book he ever read, in my mind, wrote, wrote was called "Small Giants," and it was about companies that really choose to be great instead of necessarily big. And for me, it's one of those reminders of, you know, entrepreneurship is is it, at the base level. It's a creative process, and it's. I, I think it's one of the reasons I love being an entrepreneur. Is it is. A creative process. I can't draw, I can't play a musical instrument, but at some level, I feel like building a business is creative. And what Bo did with Small Giants is really captured that idea that, that there's more to running a business than just chasing profits and revenue. Uh, there, there's a soul of a company that you need to nurture and it needs to be built over time with, with nurturing and, and it needs to steep in its own juices. And it's just a great book. I'd highly recommend it.
0: Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And John, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500 what would you do in the next seven days?
1: I'd probably create a private Facebook group uh, for built-to-sell readers, people interested in the concept of selling. I think the private Facebook group would allow me to monetize it, so I'd do it on a subscription basis. I'd do it, you know, 99 bucks a month or something like that, um, and and really build out a very kind of private, very rich experience uh, that would hopefully grab some cash and allow me to kind of, continue on (laughs) uh, building another business but uh, that's probably what I do
0: well John we started today on fire let's end on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance the best way that we can connect with you then we'll say goodbye
1: yeah for sure so if there's one thing that you can do to drive up the value of your company it's create recurring revenue and if you're interested the automaticcustomer.com/fire there is actually an ebook there it includes the nine subscription models that i wrote about in the book the automatic customer you can download it for free it doesn't cost you anything there's a bunch of video there that'll show you how to drive up the value of your company but the nine uh, model ebook uh shows you sort of how to adopt subscription revenue recurring revenue in virtually any industry so go to automaticcustomer.com/fire
0: Love that. Well, Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with John and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type John, J-O-H-N, into the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with his books, Built to Sell, The Automatic Customer, his book recommendation, resource recommendation, everything we've been chatting about today. And of course, A gift is waiting for you, Fire Nation, theautomaticcustomer.com slash fire. Take action, make that happen, become built to sell. Now, John, I just want to say thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thanks, John. Pleasure to be with you.
0: Have a lot of business questions and wish you had a one stop resource for all the answers? Thrive15.com is that resource. Save time and find the answers to your biggest business questions today with a seven day free trial. Just head over to thrive15.com and enter promo code FIRE. The first 100 people who head over to thrive15.com and use promo code FIRE will also receive a hard copy of my book podcast launch fire nation thank you for joining us on eo fire visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today killer resources free trainings and so much more are you ready to share your voice with the world text podcast course to 33444 that's podcast course all one word no spaces to 33444 and you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat today is your day fire nation ignite